Hi guys and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the events of the week ending Friday, June 2nd, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering new data on Australian house prices for the end of May. I'll cover the latest inflation numbers in Australia that we got this week as measured by the monthly CPI indicator. And lastly, I'll also touch on the record increase in the minimum wage here in Australia and what it means for the RBA next week. So let's get into it. So let's take a look at the latest house price data that was released on the 1st of June. So it was released by CoreLogic. They do a great job in providing the, the most up-to-date sort of house price data as measured by this home value index. So came out on the 1st of June, so that covers up to the, the 31st of May. And this home value index, it recorded a third consecutive monthly rise. So with the pace of growth, uh, accelerating a lot higher in, in the month of May than it did in the last two previous months. So as like property prices as measured measured by this index, uh, it, it sort of bottomed in around February and we saw it increase by 0.6 in March and then 0.5 in, in April. So it spiked again in May by 1.2%, which is just uh, incredible to, to be honest. Uh, Sydney continues to, to lead this um, this recovery trend and it posted a 1.8% lift in values over the month of May. And that's the city's highest monthly gain since uh, September, 2021. In terms of some of the other capital cities, we saw Victoria um, prices in, in uh, the capital city areas of, of Victoria up 0.9%, Queensland up 1.4%, uh, South Australia up 0.9%, WA also holding up really strong at 1.3%. And um, this positive trend is, uh, I guess, uh, a symptom of uh, the persistently low levels of, of housing uh, stock and, uh, and supply that is currently available here in Australia. In addition to that, we've also got, you know, rising housing demand as well with uh, the cost of rent going up with the, you know, increase in, in immigration. So all, all these factors are just leading to towards a bit of a, a rebound in, in house prices. Not sure if it will be short lived, but I guess, you know, three consecutive monthly rises is, you could argue that that is a bit of a, a trend there. Uh, in addition, auction clearance rates, they've also trended higher, uh, basically due to some, you know, a lot more increased competition. So they're holding strong at 70% um, seventy or above for the past three weeks. And this latest data also suggests that the national average price for a home in Australia has increased to about 715000 Moving to some inflation data that we got here in Australia this week. So on Wednesday, we saw the release of the Australian Bureau of Statistics monthly CPI indicator which showed that inflation rose by 6.8% over the last 12 months to April, which is up from 6.3% in, in March. So some of the, the significant price changes. Um, so with this, this monthly CPI, it doesn't necessarily give you data for the, the last month. It basically just captures the, the last 12 months. Uh, so a little bit different to how the, the quarterly CPI indicator operates. But if we look at some of the data that's, that's shown by the ABS for the last 12 months. Uh, the major contributors to this uh, 12 month rise, we've got housing, which is up 8.9%. So this is this um, 
uh, I guess, factor of the, the CPI is made up of rents and, and new dwelling, uh, like the, the, the price of new dwellings purchased by owner occupiers and, and electricity as well. So no, no surprise there that, you know, housing is, is a major contributor to this monthly CPI indicator. Uh, food is up 8% and transport is up 7% as well. And I mean, as I've sort of alluded to in, in previous uh, episodes, this monthly indicator is, is less complete data than the, the quarterly indicator that we get um, actually each, each quarter. And it's quite interesting here in Australia that we, that we have two inflation data points. So we've got the quarterly CPI, which is currently at 7%. So that's, you know, current as at the 31st of March, and we, we won't get the next quarterly update until July. And then we've also got this monthly CPI indicator at 6.8%. So a bit of a d disparity there, but yeah, interesting that, that we have the two data points there, but I would, I would say, you know, the, it's the quarterly indicator that's, that's relied on by, by most economists. And in terms of what the market was expecting, what, what economists were, were expecting from the, the monthly CPI uh, release, they were expecting the annual rate to be taken to 6.4%, not 6.8%. So this monthly CPI data did come in a lot hotter than most uh, economists ha had expected. And uh, as a result, we did see the, the share market um, sort of react in a, in a negative way to to this data. And the, the ASX 200, it closed about 1.3% lower on, on Wednesday. And while this data is not seen as like the, the most accurate measure of inflation, it does increase the, the chances of the, the RBA increasing the cash rate next week. And you know, especially if we combine this with um, what I'll talk about next, which is the, the Fair Work Commission's recent decision to lift the, the minimum wage here in Australia, which, which can be argued adds to the, the services side of inflation. So speaking of this minimum wage increase on Friday, we saw the Fair Work Commission increase the, the minimum wage by 8.6%, uh, which is the equivalent of $70 a week. And this applies to about 180,000 workers, which are on this, um, this, this national minimum wage. It increases the, the hourly rate from $21.38 to $23.23. So 180,000 workers doesn't necessarily affect, you know, a massive amount of people, but they, they also did increase this minimum award uh, rate uh, by 5.75%. So almost 6% there. So that's what you could argue is, is going to add to services side inflation because this applies to about 2.4 million Australians. And just on this 5.75% increase, this marks the largest increase in the award pay in, in decades. And it also comes on top of, it was, you know, this award rate was increased by 5.2% um, last year as well. So it has increased uh, a lot in, in only two years. And a lot of employers are sort of come out arguing that the increases are going to add to inflation and it's very likely going to lead to some job job losses and certainly some hours being being cut for those businesses that are already sort of struggling with um you know the current economic environment so no doubt it's definitely difficult attempting to you know help out it's definitely difficult to help with um you know help the the lowest pay with the cost of living pressures uh without making the the inflation issues worse and sort of perpetuating this this current higher cost of living scenario that we we have here in australia and you know it, it you could argue it's also going to you know add to add pressure to the rba in in lifting interest rates as well so you're going to have a different you're going to have others also um being impacted by this by higher mortgage repayments as well 
And off the back of this, this data, the, the market currently estimates about a 22% chance of a rate hike uh, when the RBA meet ne meets next week. So 20, 22% chance of a 25 basis point move. And naturally, you know, 78% um, probability that the RBA will not make a change to, to the official cash rate next week. In terms of a market wrap for the last week, the ASX 200 is down about 0.4%. The US S&P 500 is up 1.68%. The Eurostoxx 50 is down 0.3%. The UK FTSE 100 is down a bit over 1%. The Hang Seng Index in, in Hong Kong is down 2.83% for the week, although it is up about 3.6% uh, today, Friday. The Australian dollar is up about 1.3% uh, for the last week and sitting about US 66 cents. Looking to next week, the most notable uh, event it will be when the RBA meets on, on Tuesday to decide, to decide the, the path for interest rates here in Australia. And the, the cash rate is currently at 3.85%. So a further interest rate rise, you know, say if we get a 0.25% rise, it's going to see the cash rate here in Australia in, in the fours. And later tonight, we'll also see some US employment data relevant for the, the Federal Reserve and its path for US interest rates. So the the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve make a decision on US interest rates uh, on the 14th of June. So that is also going to be relevant data for, for that next decision in, in the US. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for listening.